0: Welcome to Empowering Leaders Podcast, where we redefine leadership so you can take your people where you want them to go. I'm Yaja. And I'm Alex. If there's ever a time to empower our leaders, it's now. Whether it's a pandemic, a natural disaster, political upheaval, challenges faced in the workplace, or even personally, great leadership is key. No matter the crisis, or even if there is
1: none, Our episodes are filled with relevant conversations around what it takes to be an empowered leader. We'll have guests joining us as we dive deep into ways in which we can all communicate more clearly, build a stronger culture, engage and influence with relevance and so much more.
0: We'd love your feedback so that we can make this epic for you and we can all learn and create a world of empowered leaders because empowered leaders empower leaders. So we invite you to rate our show and share your feedback in your review. Now, let's jump in and explore. Hello and welcome to another episode of Empowering Leaders podcast. Welcome. Welcome, Alex. Hi, Yaja. Welcome. Yes. So what are we going to be chatting about today?
1: Okay. Wonderful. So how we show up every day matters because it determines the response that we get from others and our results or non-results.
0: Yeah. So today's going to be
1: a big topic indeed. Big topic indeed. So yeah, I'm looking forward to delving deep into how we think and, um, how we communicate as well because our category of thinking determines our way of communicating to self and others.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, mm. that's so very, very true. Mm. The effect of our thinking uh, has a huge impact on how we communicate, why we communicate, who we're going to communicate with and the effects of that.
1: Absolutely. So we can think above the line. Or below the line at any moment in our day.
0: Mm. And so,
1: really, I think um, the most resourceful approach we can have is the awareness to know where we're at. And then to be able to move from below the line to above the line. So I really think today, um, you know, let's let, delve into and get really excited about above the line, below the line thinking and what all this means and how it can affect our, our everyday communication with self and others.
0: Yeah, that's... That's going to be a really interesting thing to look at because you and I have heard about the above the line and below the line thinking and we practice that each in, in different ways and I, I think our listeners are going to be really appreciating uh, the practical side of it and how it really does actually work and um, what we can do to start making it happen.
1: Absolutely. You know, as soon as we open our eyes, uh, we start to think we start to tell ourselves stuff. And again, we could be above the line or below the line from the moment our eyes open. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and essentially below the line thinking, if I can give a little example Mm. is to sit under there. I, I see that, as a dark place, (laughs) a -hmm. place where stuff just doesn't happen, a place where stuff doesn't grow, a place where perhaps it takes all day to achieve anything because you're below the line, you're in the dark, you're under there. And we'll go into it a little bit more as you and I sort of start to get this conversation happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas above the line thinking we can pretty much, it's where the light is, it's where Mm -hmm. things start to happen, it's where results start to take place in a shorter period of time, amount of time, we can pretty much smash things out um, quicker. So it's kind of like
0: we're then in an environment that is conducive to growth, conducive to taking action and being delighted with everything that we do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that, the way that you um, articulated that, absolutely, rather than being below the line, hidden and in the dark. Mm
0: yeah i was thinking
1: of a coffin actually oh my god (laughs) it's like being dead (laughs) okay there we go that is definitely below the (laughs) line indeed and it's um it's a place where we don't want to be for too long and you know what here's the thing i think as human beings we we tend to traverse through above and below yeah depending on our thinking, on our vulnerability, on our emotions. And our our, awareness. Our our awareness, everything, our feelings. Uh, But Having this awareness. And, you know, we do have such an incredible opportunity right now as leaders to become aware of all this and then to be able to lead everybody around us through those tricky times when we could potentially be traversing through, when crises happen, when the unforeseen happens, Um, When uncertainty starts to slowly leak in, how are we thinking and where is it that we want to be in order to get the results we want? Because if we teach our people and ourselves how to be above the line thinking, then we can get things done quicker.
0: Yeah, Mm. I'm hearing it there
1: okay so uh you know we, we as, as i mentioned a moment ago we do have an incredible opportunity as leaders to be able to become more aware of where we're at to where our thinking is at, but also to be able to recognize where people around us are at as well through the communication through the language they use i love that. it's a great indicator of where they're sitting and how okay. we can then help them Tra- yeah. transition um through that and above the line thinking yeah
0: and it's interesting how language can tell us so much about well one ourselves but then when uh, the more we are observant of our own language inside our head yeah uh, as well as verbally uh the the greater our chances of being able to identify the language that yeah. says that our people are above or below the line so absolutely it's such yeah thing.
1: That's right. Because our thinking, our thinking, um, the language in which we communicate is as a result of our thinking of what we're telling ourselves mm-hmm. at that moment. So, so what does above the line and below the line mean? Well, do you ever remember a time where, Yaja, where you were super productive?
0: hmm <laughs> I do. I definitely do.
1: Right. I mean, yes. what were you telling yourself at that moment when you were super productive?
0: It's, it's fascinating because I've, I've been having many of those experiences of late with, with the businesses and, um, I get excited. I, I tell myself, this is definitely something that's going to be, uh, adding so much benefit to so many people and what a fantastic opportunity and probably more than anything else. I'm excited about it. And I think when we're excited, then it almost doesn't matter what's happening around us. We just get on with it. That's how, That's that's my experience.
1: Absolutely. That's right. That's right. And now if we can just switch it for a little bit, just a little bit of a contrast, just so we can give an example to our listeners and our viewers, has there ever been a day where perhaps everything's just gone wrong and everything's just, I mean, I've experienced that recently where her life has just been upside down, you know, um, where you can just, nothing just seems to get done. Everything's almost paused, you know, because of how you're feeling emotions, feelings, thinking, all that.
0: Well, again my the same example there are times when, as the business has been growing and I'm starting to almost imagine all the potential uh, obstacles ahead mm-hmm. how all the things that I have to do um, all the um, yeah all the work that needs to be done, and I sometimes have to i really have to. Co- collect myself and um, give myself a bit of a inner shake when I start thinking, oh, my God, this is going to be too big. This is something that I'm not going to be able to handle. Yeah. And I have to remind myself this is something I can handle. So it's like having to change myself because I've recognised this is all below. Yeah. You know what, that is such a great point
1: you make because regardless of who we are, regardless of whether we're a successful business owner, we're a high-end CEO, whatever our position, stuff happens personally as well and that impacts how we, I guess, show up Mm -hmm. every single day.
0: Yeah, it does. And
1: so to be able to have access to something to help us. Firstly, I think be able to notice and be aware of where we're at in our thinking and our emotions and and whether we're taking actions or not. And then how is it that we can move through resourcefully rather than being unresourceful? Mm. Because often when we're feeling really shit and stuff happens, and and I know to myself, as you know, you know, and and the the, the listeners know um, the the last few days has been quite yucky. Now, the thing is, I could, do one of two things i could be in that dark place and just sit in my room and do nothing yep. and let everything just go or i can come out of my room and this could be for anybody come out of your room and what else is it that you can who else can you reach out to so having knowledge of below the line and above the line is so it's critical to movement to action yes. um because, you know, if the question is really which side of the equation are you living? Mm. Um, are you choosing to take 100% responsibility of stuff that you can control and influence? Yeah. Um, and, and um, you know, being the victor or are you indulging in the blame game and yeah. basically, you know, I can't do this, it's everyone else's fault, um, you know, this is happening and then really sort of play the victim.
0: Yeah, and it it's sucks,
1: like I'm going to tell you. Yeah,
0: yeah, and very often there's that. I, I I'm wondering whether maybe even some of the clues, the other clues. Sometimes when we're in, when we're in that dark place, we don't even realize we're in that space. Yeah. So some of the clues are that things seem to be impossible, or things just aren't going to work out. Um, any time I think we put limits on something, uh, I think there—that's a bit of a clue that we're beho- below the line because mm. there's always a possibility. I, I I think that when we're above the line, we we're solution oriented. Yeah, and we know that there is a solution for everything. Yeah. Even like your examples in the hospital, um, you didn't let it go. You didn't just say, "Okay, well, that's what that's that's what it is." That's how it is in the hospital system and I've got to accept that. You didn't let that go. You, you you decided, no, there is a solution and I'm going to do whatever I need to do to find that solution and you yeah. did. You went ahead and did it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love what you said earlier about the language that we use. How important is it then for people to know their people really well? And oh, yeah. it's not just about the language. You know, body language isn't what is it? 90% of our communication is through our body language and what we don't say. So our nonverbal. So even being able to see how people show up, it's so important to be able to know your people to the nth degree, better than they even know themselves really. So then when somebody walks through that door, that door and they've got a different way in which they're positioning their physiology, how is it that they're presenting their physiology? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a huge giveaway as to how it is that they're feeling Okay. As well. Um, So just even knowing their expression, you know.
0: Well, this is interesting that you should say that because at the moment there are still probably a lot of people working remotely. Yes. Oh, So interestingly, I would say a lot of the leaders, team leaders, whoever they happen to be, unconsciously were aware of people's body language when Mm. they were in the workplace and suddenly they've been disconnected from that, which is a really fascinating thing to consider. So now how do they, what's the way to be able to assess a person's language, body language or facial language or verbal language without seeing all that body in place? Mm.
1: That's a great question. That is a great question.
0: Maybe that's something Again, we can give think, more attention um, to on another occasion, but that is something that I think a lot of people are going to need to be more aware of, definitely. Yeah.
1: And what a wonderful thing that we have frameworks like this one that we're we're sharing here today above the line of, and below the line because it's such a beautiful way for us to be able to do a self-check mm. and also to do a check on those around us too. You know, it's really, really important. Mm. Um And so, how is it that we're experiencing things? So, procrastination is a huge thing, right? So, that's one way. So, when people are below the line, they do procrastination. They just don't move. They take longer to do things. Um, They don't do the work. Uh, You know, all those things are evident. They sort of, you can tell in the way that they respond, even, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: yeah, definitely. How they,
1: yeah, whether they, how they, um, how they are in terms of receiving feedback, how they are conversing, all that sort of thing. Their energy, mm-hmm. the way in which they're speaking, their tonality, their the speed of their yeah. words.
0: Absolutely, and it's interesting that you say that. A beautiful example. Um, we we had a conversation before this conversation, and we were talking about um, something that I'd posted, and you were yes. sharing, you were giving me feedback which once upon a time, I would not have taken that feedback very well at all. Not at all. So it's interesting. I think sometimes people underestimate their ability to learn to take feedback. Yeah, I would say I had a lot of barriers for many, many years, decades even, mm-hmm. where I was, I would have been incredibly defensive, finding reasons, excuses, why I behaved the way I did, whatever. But it's, wonderful and it's very freeing knowing that we can learn the art of taking and giving feedback it takes time it takes effort you need to know the skills but it is something that's possible and i think that when you let go of when we let go of the defensiveness um amazing things will take place in in the teams that we have to lead
1: Absolutely. Yaja, thank you so much for sharing that because that does take vulnerability, I think, to share something like that. and It takes courage. And I do thank you. And um, I think you taking feedback is incredibly courageous. All of us taking feedback is incredibly courageous. And um, a lot of our listeners and viewers will probably be thinking, oh, shit, that sounds a lot like me. So how did you do it, Yaja, you know? And again, let's come back to if it's okay and if you're cool with this. Sure. I think this is such an important point you make. And I've been on this journey with you too now for quite many, for mm. many years.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I guess if I may ask a question, how have you been able to come from a person who hasn't been able to accept feedback mm. to a person who is pretty cool with it? Because when I give feedback, I give it quite... Directly, don't I? I mean, yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah, Black it's, and white.
1: it's my energy, and it's, um, yeah. and so I'm curious in how it is that you have come to taking it and being cool with it and then moving forward.
0: Well, I think there, there are probably several factors. The first thing that came to my mind is that I understand that we're all very different. And I think one of the first things that I communicated to you in response was actually to um yeah in response was i didn't know what you were specifically talking about yeah secondly was the fact that um i realized that well there are there are two sides of this one is that um because i hadn't communicated effectively in what it was that we were talking about you had misunderstood my communication so Communication on paper or electronically is very critical. How easy is it to get into a
1: an totally, or to conflict absolutely. and yeah, when
0: you're not and there's been a few right. times there was, you know, even some of our messages to each other yeah. have been misunderstood, and I can see rushing causes that as well. Correct. And I think knowing that there are these, we're all fallible, we all make mistakes. Knowing that it is simply a mistake however we look at it and to communicate that. And I think and I appreciate greatly that you didn't leave it alone. You communicated and I communicated in return. So we were being honest with each other. We expressed- and we were being
1: above the line. We were being above the line thinking. absolutely we were taking, taking responsibility. responsibility. As well. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 we could
0: have easily hidden below
1: the line and I could have easily said, stuff you, I'm not doing this anymore. And you could have easily said it's your fault. You're not getting me. We could have had this explosion yeah. of
0: personalities. Which doesn't work, especially when you're working together in a business. Correct. This is know, is so where then, it's no different in the workplace. Yeah. Well, it's exactly the same. And
1: how many times now then do people sort of, um, they think, oh, you know, you're harassing me. You're bullying me. Um, you're speaking to me rudely. That's not, and, and then and then it's a clash of the titans almost, yeah, right? And rather
0: than trying to understand each other. Yeah. Yes. Whereas
1: when we start to think above the line, and what I mean by that is, and I think you had a while ago shared this incredible um, visual on above the line below the line I remember and it's about taking responsibility how can we do it differently what other options have we got let's ask
0: questions absolutely and I think in the first in the first instance and of course everyone needs to take this responsibility yeah it's harder for the regular person in the workplace to take that responsibility if their leaders don't take that responsibility. Exactly. So first and foremost, the leader must do this. And I say must because really if we want change, if we want a better environment, if we want to have um, open communication, a trusting environment, the leader must take that responsibility first. They've got to take that first step. Well, the, their team
1: members are modelling the leader. Uh, totally. Totally. So- it's, it's like a parent, right? So the kids yes. do what we do. Yes. Um, same with our team. Monkey they would do, do s- monkey talk. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, I mean, monkey do, monkey see, monkey do, and it happens yes. in every place. And so if the leader is going to become defensive and the leader is going to jump down somebody's throat when they give feedback, and if the leader doesn't accept
0: feedback, why should the team? Yes. Um, and and it's there's going to be that thing. constant battle as a result. Yes. I, mean, I remember seeing or hearing about a metaphor, you need two hands to clap, Yes. I love that. And so if someone, our worker team member is trying to clap, there's no sound, there's nothing, no reaction because the leader hasn't chosen to react to whatever has taken place. So it's really important that that leader doesn't clap in return, doesn't react is above the line. And and look, at the beginning, we may not even know what to do, what to say, how to react, other than simply stepping back and noticing, I've got to be above the line. I've just got to be above the line. I can't afford to be below the line. doesn't help anyone. Mm, absolutely. And letting them,
1: and leaving their ego at the door, you know, we have this thing that If as leaders someone gives us feedback, or if anybody really gives us feedback, like you could have turned around and said, how dare you give me feedback? Um, But the thing is, it's about leaving our ego at the door and being cool with being wrong, or maybe being cool with perhaps having to do things a bit differently. And being cool with stuffing up and fucking up, you know, it's, it's life, isn't it, at the end of the day? And having an open, resourceful mindset where, how can I do it differently? Let's learn different ways and different, um, I suppose, patterns or thinking patterns. So, how can I think differently to be able to get a different result? Yes. Really? And it's,
0: I love, I'm, I'm really appreciating how you're saying it so much is around our thinking because. Mm-hmm. Um there's a post that I put up in LinkedIn recently and it's been getting wonderful engagement. And it was literally about being emotionally intelligent. And for us to be emotionally intelligent requires our thinking to mm. be intelligent and i'm not telling i'm not speaking about being a university tertiary educated whatever but it literally means this above the line thinking Mm. because the above the line thinking really nurtures and Mm. influences and affects and embraces almost the emotions that need to be taken care of so that we can be effective people in the workplace Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. You said that so beautifully.
0: That's it. And um, it, it,
1: it really does. And it's about that. It's being humble, isn't it? Being humble with and getting real and, and being cool with um, just the rawness of it all and validating and acknowledging And again, open to learning from others and and being okay with not knowing. Yes. Because we don't know, but we don't know. And we don't know how people like to be communicated to. We assume we know, but we don't. Yeah,
0: Yeah, we've got seven or eight billion, billion, I think, nearly people on this planet. And every single person is completely different. And something I was sharing with someone else, the more emotionally stable we are, the more we empathise with others, especially as leaders, the the more we're stepping into their world in a really beautiful way because we're developing that empathy, we're developing that relatability. And I think when we're above the line, we start relating to people so much better.
1: Totally. And it's just the muscle that needs to be built. Now, I know that I asked you earlier to tell us a little bit about how it is that you've managed to get your thinking to above the line after all these years of being yeah, defensive and everything. And I think you sort of, you, you, you almost answered it. And I think really what I'm hearing is that you surrounded yourself with people who may have pushed those boundaries a little bit, perhaps have intimidated you yes. a little bit, um, have pushed the... the um,
0: Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think what... yeah I've, I've had buttons pushed in other places yeah with other people and what I found because what helped me was that I trusted that their intention was not to cause me pain beautiful their intention was not to cause me discomfort their intention was not to bully their intention was not to cause me to be angry their intention was to support me Nice. so because that culture was there and is still there I felt safe and I suppose that was that topic we discussed yesterday about certain that's right it's like there was a structure in place that I'm going to give you feedback and even though you may not like it I'm not doing it so as to cause you pain or sorrow I'm not causing I'm not doing it to hurt you in any way we're here we're going to be with you and we'll do our best to help you along the way and I think that's such a that's what we need to create in the workplace. We
1: do. We really, really
0: do. And it
1: could be that the person giving you feedback is giving you feedback resourcefully. However, the person receiving the feedback may be thinking below the line, so very unresourcefully, yep. and perceiving the feedback as bullying behaviour. Now, yeah. I've been in That's that situation. right. Yes. yes. Now, if I may share a very You've good had an example. Yes, please do. I'd
0: love for you to do that.
1: Yeah. So a while ago I was in a situation where I provided a leader some feedback of the way that they had communicated some stuff, right? Hmm. Only to, for them to come back to me to say that I was being bullying. I was actually bullying them with the feedback I was giving. They felt bullied. And so they, that particular leader actually went home crying
0: yes i know i could not do you remember the conversation yes i think we had this
1: how could this even be because all i simply said was can i just give you some feedback that the way that you communicated that had actually created conflict between two of your staff so you need to be able to change the way in which you communicate your stuff so that it doesn't create conflict amongst others. Yeah. And that particular person took that as me bullying them and intimidating yeah. them. They, they yes. said that they felt intimidated yes. by, and yes. I said it exactly how I'm saying it now. So, you know, I mean, you know, me, you've known me for years. I say things as it is, and I don't, I don't beat around the bush, right? It yeah. is what it is. We're adults for God's sake. Yes. Um, yes. And so, and interestingly, as this got a little bit more, we sort of unpacked it a little bit and and you know, she had asked for other people to be in the room and all the rest. Anyway, it was a ridiculous thing and it just got <laughs> blown out of proportion ridiculously and wasted resources and energy and all the rest. Which yes. happens in the workplace, Yaja.
0: All the time. All the freaking time for no
1: reason. Had she come up to me and said, Alex, what you said, I it, it just didn't sit well. It intimidated me. Like I said to you today, I don't appreciate what you just said to me yeah. because oh, what was that about? And we cleared it. Yes. And she came up and said to me, you know, what you said was intimidating. My, my question would have been, well, firstly, I would have validated her feelings and said, I'm so very sorry. That certainly wasn't my intention. Tell me now, how is it that that made you feel and, and for what purpose and how is it that I can word it differently Yeah. so that... I can get my point across differently because what might have been me giving feedback and in my mind I was trying to help her because I really appreciated and respected her as a leader and try to help so that there wasn't conflict. In her mind she felt insecure because she was just a new leader. So she felt pressure that she needed to
0: prove something to me and everybody else. And she felt internally that she had failed. Affronted and like competition, (gasps) all sorts of. My God, it was like this, you know, Yes. Oh, it just, and it could have been cleared. The interesting thing is instantly. when we are above the line, mm. we save time. Oh, that yes. should be a that should be a bloody quote of the week, I think. I love You're that. Above <laughs> the line, you save time. Because time, yes. that's exactly even it's you true. explaining that. Yeah. It like it was going there was so much involved and it was unnecessary. And then when you explained the solution, it took so much less time oh. and it could have resulted, she would have learned a lot. Yes. The, yes. The, the people she connected with would have benefited greatly from her new behavior. Totally. Now, yes. with what had happened at that point,
1: and I'm going to use this for a reason as an example. Yeah. With what happened in that moment, it actually was over a five-day period, right? So this thing took five days. Wow. I shit you not
0: five yeah. days of from the moment wasting. that you made, made your comment since I made my yeah. comment five days it took
1: two days off because you didn't want to come in. Oh dear me! <laughs> and then, and then I had people. We had people coming from Melbourne to do the what is it the um, intermediate into what is it the the mediating
0: oh yes 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 yes
1: and it was like are you for real it was two leaders talking to each other that could have taken a matter of minutes wow. Wow. like you and I like it took wow. I think this morning I messaged you this morning and by now is all fixed and done and behind us yeah um to fix it but yeah. instead it took about four to five working days not to mention people wow. coming from all over the joint wow. and <laughs> when we came together into the, in the room, I actually brought this to everybody's attention. And I said, look, had we communicated this differently, had we asked more questions, because all you had to do was say to me, I'm feeling really shit and vulnerable today. I feel like I'm failing as a leader. I'm feeling like what you're telling me is this and that. And I would have turned around, validated her and said, well, you know what, that certainly wasn't my intention. And let me rephrase that so it doesn't make you feel that way. Because certainly what I'm saying you're giving different meaning to, Yeah. because she was at that point below the line. Yeah. Notice now how something so simple can be blown out of proportion and mm-hmm. just explode into
0: yes, yes,
1: ridiculousness. Yes, really. wasted energy. It was just yes, it's exhausting even oh, hearing it.
0: I was ready for a sick day after all that. I'll oh say my it was gosh! Like, I mean, that's it's so sad that there yes. are still way too many organisations who, whose people are still experiencing that. It's no wonder leaders can't do their job. Yes. Because of the obstacles that are created. Sadly, it's often created by them. Sadly, it's created by the organisational culture. Sadly, it's created by... It just goes up and up and up. So someone's got to begin. Yeah. Even the worker. I mean, I've been in a place where I was simply one of everyone else and I've made changes and that has been an impact. It created an impact. doesn't always work that way. And like you were saying, you're in a leadership, you were in a leadership role within this particular organisation and no matter how much you communicated, it wasn't heard. No.
1: Now, and it's a lack, and, and yeah, that's it. And when we have a lack of awareness of our, our level of thinking as well, and, but then also the level of thinking of the other people that, whom we're communicating with, yeah. when there's a lack there or there's a lag of awareness, shit's going to hit the fan, right? Yeah. Because no one has any bloody idea. Now, had, had her leader turned around to her and said, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, why don't you just ask her? Why don't you just ask her, what do you mean? Yes. They had her leader had emotional intelligence and, yes. and was able to say, hang on, mate, maybe you're having a crappy day and that's okay.
0: Yeah. Maybe
1: she's having a crappy day and that's okay. Yes,
0: um, And instead they and used a procedures manual. Okay, yeah. so the next procedure is this. <laughs> Rather than how about you go and have it. The first step should be if you've come to complain, may I suggest you go and have a chat with that person first. Totally. We're adults, I think we can handle then. that conversation. Then if you need mediation, let's do it.
1: Yes. And again, I think you hit the nail on the head earlier when you said it all comes back to the culture. So if the leaders aren't empowering their team or their people to be okay, with thinking outside of the box and having these difficult conversations with other people within their workplace and not focusing all the time Uh on, but it's bullying, but it's this, but it's that. Yeah. Okay, yep. bullying is is not on, right? I get this. Definitely. But, but where are we sitting? Like if we're going to continuously be this victim below the line thinking of, oh, my yeah. God, it's everybody else's fault. Yeah. We're never going to get – what yes. a lot of – it's just going to be exhausting every time we go to work. Definitely. We're going to be scared to be ourselves yeah. and talk and think.
0: Yes. Yes. I, 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 it's precisely that. And, and, I, and I love the fact that really to – for us to learn how to be to to start thinking above the line is really very very simple from the beginning it's as you said or as we were discussing when we're above the line there is um uh there is a distinct sense of anything is possible yeah and so that you know even if we were to think about that if i am below the line where everything seems impossible that's a very good sign. Okay, so what do I need to do next to get myself at least to the surface? Totally. The
1: surface. And I advise everybody, I really do, I'm going to say this out loud because I do it every single day and if I don't do it, I make sure that I do it. I drop a rock in the flow. I unplug and I reset because we've okay, so got... How do
0: you- is, is is this something you can clearly... So how do you drop a rock and then reset? What does that mean? Yeah,
1: it's taken <laughs> me a while to understand how to do this, Yaja, and that is yes. such a great question because it's not something that people can just do. Like, how the freaking hell do I just unplug when I don't know how to unplug? And what I've learned over the years, and it's taken a load of practice and a different way of me thinking and disrupting my normal thinking and comfort zone thinking and getting uncomfortable, is that when I feel a little bit of imbalance, so what I mean by that is that when I'm feeling that I'm about to become shitty or when something's just not right, you know, when you get that feeling of there's something not right, I've got to pull back. I need to at that moment is when I need to drop the rock in the flow And say, okay, I need to reset my thinking. Something's not working here. And start with myself first. Instead of externalising it, internalising it. Love
0: it. Love It starts with self. Always it starts with self. So we don't have to know what a solution is. We just need to be able to know that something's not quite Correct. right. And, and, and that's and the first step. That's a first
1: step. doesn't matter. We've got this conditioning thing that there's always going to be a solution. No, there doesn't. So long
0: as we can. And that's res- a solution though.
1: That's exactly right. That's, that's it. Is that's a solution. Totally. That is a solution in itself. Just knowing that something is not right is the answer, right? Mm. That's where you unplug, drop that freaking rock in the flow and, and just move yourself away and just unplug for a bit And reset and say, okay, why am I feeling like this? And this is where it's really, really necessary. And it's so damn critical to know self so well. So what is it that triggers you? You know, what is it that causes you to be pissed off? What is it that causes you to to feel upset? What is it? Know yourself and stop blaming and being below the line and blaming everybody else and take responsibility of yourself and your emotions and your feelings and all that shit, right? That's where it'll all flow from there. I love that. Unplug. Yeah. Yeah,
0: got it. Totally unplug. Got it. So it's almost like we're a we're an electrical appliance. <laughs> yeah, and unplugged. you know the the heat has been going on for so long, it's starting to overheat. So we've got to actually unplug the damn thing before we can do something with it.
1: Yeah. Have you ever heard your computer when it's revving its guts out? <gasps> yes. And you think, oh my god, Gut is down, it going to blow up? down. Shut down. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? You're going to close everything down. Yeah right? So close all the stuff down and you're going to turn it off.
0: Yeah. Yep. It needs a break. Same with you. Same, same stuff
1: happens. Um, So essentially for us to be able to own our shit, for us to be able to deal with our shit and for us to be able to manage our shit, we need to know ourselves to the nth degree. Yes. Yes because nobody else is going to fix it Yeah. because it's just going to continue happening. No matter who we tap into, who we're around, it's going to happen all the time. And so we might leave a particular workplace thinking I'm never going to come back there again. It's different. If it's a workplace and the whole culture sucks, right? That's different. It's never going to finish. You're never going to be able to change that. But if it's just that one person, you've just got to be able to learn about how you can change yourself, how you can manage your stuff first and become aware of the state that you're in and then be above the line.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I dig that. Absolutely dig that. And I, and I, it's a great place for anyone to start. And even after they've started, they can still continue. Because as you said, you've been doing this now for several, well, a bunch of years. And just this one little thing of unplugging makes the world of difference. And um, And then after that, start introducing some thinking but um, when we're in when the emotions are there unplugging is super super important it is super important creates clarity
1: it does i love that it does create clarity one thing i want to raise though that is extremely important yeah uh is that Below the line thinking is blaming yourself, right? Yes. So, one thing I was asked to do in this interaction, I just want to go yeah. back for a little while. I'm going back for a reason. I was asked to apologize for making her feel like that. Got it. And I said, but I didn't make her feel like that. That was not my intention. So I'm not going to apologize for For making her feel anything because I knew that I didn't make her feel that way. I apologized that she read it wrong. That was not my intention.
0: Yeah.
1: But I wasn't going to apologize for something I didn't do.
0: Yes, she created her own feeling. She created
1: her own feeling. She was below the line.
0: Yeah.
1: So people have this thing that they've got to apologize because of
0: how someone else feels. Yes. Yes, we we have no control over anyone else. It's like, you know, if you would have said the things that you said, whatever, once upon a time, my feelings once upon a time would have been very different. Yes. I would have been angry, uh, perhaps fearful. I would have been reactive. I would have been blaming you. I would have been. So the same words could have been said at different times and my feelings are different. So you didn't do anything. I did it. My thinking changed and so my response changed. Correct. So our state influences pretty much
1: everything. So the state that we're in influences ourselves and everybody else around us.
0: Yes, yes, Yes. So
1: having that moment, and I truly advise that to all of our listeners and our viewers, that unplugging and really dropping that rock in the flow daily is key. Yeah, love that it's going to take it's going to happen quicker so the more we the the more we unplug and reset the quicker we're able to reset yes
0: Yes. uh
1: and then we can be a
0: model to everybody else around us exactly even if even if we say nothing the fact that we have unplugged the fact that we've become detached from the experience from our own emotions and whatever's taken place that's a powerful step totally totally love that's it yeah that's awesome, Alex. This has been very, very fruitful. Yes, it has. It's been an incredibly, um, I think, valuable
1: conversation. Yes, definitely. Lots yeah, of great examples so much, too. So much to I take away from this, from this episode. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
0: Lovely. Thank, thank you so much, Alex. Have enjoyed this conversation immensely. And, and I
1: thank you. It's been awesome. Yeah, thank you.
0: and uh, And I look forward to the next one the next conversation we have yes me too you take care
1: and you too enjoy the rest of your day
0: i will kiss